Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Before sinking into the overstuffed easy chair in the middle of her St. Petersburg apartment, a widower named Mary Hardy Reeser slipped into a nightgown and popped two sleeping pills. Hot summer air drifted through the open windows. It was around 9 p.m. on July 1, 1951. Reeser's only son, Dr. Richard Reeser Jr., had just kissed her goodbye after a visit. She was alone for the night and decided to enjoy a cigarette before bed. Reeser, 67, would not be seen alive again. When the landlady tried to deliver a telegram the next morning, the door to Reeser's small apartment was warm and the handle too hot to touch. Inside, there were charred walls where embers still crackled. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history... Or you absolutely hate it. This podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Kekoda, what do you think we're talking about? So, I read from this that this 67-year-old is getting some. What? Was she, this dude kissed her goodbye? Her son? <laughs> Things are different back then. When was this? Uh, this this story happened in 1951. Oh, yeah. I mean, I stand by what I said. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, her son. Did you say it was her son? Yes. I think all, all I heard was a man kissed her. She's a widower. This is some poontang. Yeah. I One thing that I really love about you is that you only kind of like listen to keywords yeah. <laughs> in stories. And so like your mind just kind of fills in the blank of like what you think should happen based on those keywords. And then you miss like other keywords. Yeah. So... Like, like sun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe it was her uh, stepson. No. So no, no, no. <laughs> This voice. is not Pornhub, okay? Yeah, I don't know why my voice cracked. So, uh, okay, so she's she slips into her nightgown. Yeah. Sexy. No. I, re- I read sexy from that, okay? Okay. You know? Remember, this is also a w- 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 Wicked Wednesday. Oh, it is. I was curious about that. I'm excited for a w- Wicked Wednesday. So I don't know if so, that changes your thoughts at all. Yeah, well, well I was going to ask if it was a Wicked Wednesday because it sounds like she was murdered. Murdered. Burned. Burned alive. Wait, wait. But she was never seen again? She was never seen alive again. Never seen. Oh, wait. So they might have found her body then. Maybe. I think her apartment was set ablaze by her son because. <laughs> made out with her? Be- no. Yes. It's her son who made out with her because. He's ashamed. Yes. He's a- he's ashamed of their dirty little secret. Oh, my God. Kissing your son in the 50s was- wasn't as acceptable as it was in the 40s. Right. You're you know? right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true, yeah. Um, 
No, well, actually, so the story today is just one story of many um, about today's topic, which is actually spontaneous human combustion. Fuck yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I love spontaneous combustion. Good, yes. It happened to Kenny in the South Park movie before. It was awesome. Yeah, so, well, actually, I have a little anecdote here for you. Oh, I'll decide if it's an anecdote. What? It is. It's a story. That's what an anecdote is. All the side. <laughs> so when I was in grade 10, our teacher asked us to write a research report, write a research report about a mysterious thing. I very much remember this. Mm. Um, I actually worked with uh, Tatiana Maslany in this class. Ooh, She-Hulk? She-Hulk, yes. I, I was her friend. But then I was a bad friend afterwards. I, I, I will admit that I was not a good friend in grade 10. So. Yeah, and now she's fucking She-Hulk and you're married to me. So I know. So who won in that situation? Obviously she you. did. You won. Right, right. You won. I won. Gold prize. Gold prize. Yeah. So anyways, grade 10. Uh, this this project, I wasn't working with Tat. We worked um, on a poster instead about a mm. mysterious song. But anyways, I digress. So we, I was writing a research report about a mysterious thing. And so I was looking through encyclopedias. Uh, we didn't have the internet at the time. Mm. We had encyclopedias. And I came across this story of spontaneous human combustion. In that article, it included a picture of Mary Reeser's foot. And I was absolutely horrified. I remember being terrified for at least three months that I was going to die by spontaneous human (laughs) combustion. I could see that. Yes. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So today's episode, I guess, is a way to face that trauma. (laughs) How brave of you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So here we are. What an interesting, I'll give it to you, anecdote. Thank you. What's your golden nugget? Well, I think our golden nugget is shared. shared. Uh, Would you like to share the news? Okay, we sold our house. (laughs) Or as Dakota goes, hoot 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 hoot. Because I can't, I can't go like when I go, woo! It kind of like cracks. And honestly, sorry for that. That probably hurt your ears, guys. Yes. So we should have given a disclaimer before you did that. (laughs) Sorry, but it it like cracks at the end. I can't do a steady woo, you know. So I go. Well, if I'm if people are like wooing, I go hoot 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 hoot, <laughs> which is also a Pokemon. So that's true. Anyways, Solar House. Yes, that's cool. Yes, it's the turnaround time is real quick though. Yes, so we're moving out <laughs> in less, August in like 12th. three weeks. And yeah. Three weeks we're moving out August 12th. So you might get a lot of oh shit episodes if we have them recorded. Or you might get nothing from us. Yeah, and um, if you get an oh shit episode, you'll be lucky to fucking get that. Yeah. So. Yeah, you'll be lucky to get yeah. it. <laughs> recommend. So, I don't know why I said recommend. Le- okay, dear. Leave the thre- threatening <laughs> little listeners to me, okay? okay. <laughs> I'm better at uh, being the heel, as it were. That's fair. So... Yeah, is there anything you want to say about No, that? that's just... that's that. I'm glad it's done. I will never sell a house again. It was fucking stressful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you were so stressed. I so. was the worst. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we'll, uh, yeah, August 12th, we're going to, our house isn't done, so we're going to be living with our uh, my sister-in-law. My sister. Uh, yes. Um, it'd be weird if it was like my other wife's uh, <laughs> sister. <laughs> or hot. Or would it be hot? That is the question. <laughs> uh so we'll uh yeah we'll be uh living there for about two months and then our our new house will be done and then we are recording in in a brand new house brand new fantastic and and our new house has is starting to get siding on it so that's yeah that is really cool and i went inside it and dakota was very disappointed in me yeah it's not a it's a fucking uh construction site (laughs) but we own it 
No, oh, you fucking white people, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, we own it, but we we own it when it's done. We don't own it right now. Okay. We we don't. <laughs> it's you can't just go onto a construction site and be like, oh, I'm. Uh, can you imagine if like a not white person did uh, that? That's a good point. You bring up a very good so, point. So. You need to get this entitled foot out of your ass. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you have a, another golden nugget or are we just... No, I think that's it. You good? Okay. Good, yeah. Cool. Let's talk about spontaneous combustion. Yes. So back to our introduction. We talked about Mary Reeser not making out with her son, but uh, well, it was the next morning. So after the landlady tried to deliver that telegram, firefighters were called to the scene. Firefighters burst into a soot and smoke filled apartment and Reeser was gone. Only a pile of black ashes remained. Amid the rubble, police found coil springs from the chair and part of Reeser's backbone. Her left foot sat in the pile, still wearing a black silk slipper. Her skull, reports say, had shrunk to the size of a teacup. Ooh. Her skull what? Shrunk. Her skull had shrunk to the size of a teacup? Yeah. So now some re- some sources say that it shrunk to the size of a teacup. Some say that that's like exaggerated. But all of the sources say that it did shrink. That's wild. Yeah, it's weird. That's yeah, one of the reasons know. why they're like, this is a weird case. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, firefighters found evidence of extreme heat. Bare candle wicks towered above puddles of melted wax. Smudges of smoke had stained the top of walls. Warped electric switches lined the room. Lower down, the walls were clean and the electric switches looked normal. Reese's newspaper sat untouched. The sheets on her bed were still white. Mm. So how could a woman go up in flames without the rest of the room burning? And what could have killed Mary Reeser? This case is the, perhaps the strangest unsolved mystery in Floridian history. The case has been documented in magazine articles, documentaries, and in books. This was in Florida? Yes, this is where she died. <laughs> of course it fucking was. <laughs> Everything bad happens in Florida. So this story, is, this, so this specific story is just about Mary Reeser's mm. combustion. There are other stories of combustion. Yeah. Yeah. In Florida... No one knew what to make of the case, but there were plenty of ideas. Some thought the blaze was perhaps an accident. Maybe it was a lightning strike. Maybe, one Times reader proposed in 1951, Reeser died from spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, and and I hate to break it to these people who thought it was a lightning strike. If it were a lightning strike, she would have turned into the Flash. So, <laughs> And also, I was like, how does lightning get into the house? Yeah. I think they had, like, weird, like, because I always remember hearing, like, don't take a bath when there's a lightning storm because it could, like, come down the wire into your bathtub. Or, like, don't go what, on the phone. What wire? Well, exactly. Or don't go on the phone when, like, the, when we had landlines. Don't go on the phone when there's a lightning strike because it could come down the telephone wire. I don't know if those were true or not, but I just, I just remember them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. So spontaneous human combustion. It was that theory that spread the furthest. Soon, the cinder woman mystery of St. Petersburg made national headlines. The police chief of St. Petersburg received hundreds of theories from amateur detectives. Some claimed that they smelt a strange odor outside of Reeser's home. Which makes me wonder, what were these random detectives doing outside of the house? But here we are. Mm -hmm. Other amateur theorists blamed everything from the fabric of the chair cushion to napalm, phosphorus, and thermite bombs. One letter said, quote, a ball of fire came through the open window and hit her. I seen it happen. I seen it happen. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. These people were obviously delusional. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there was no clear answer. So the police chief wrote a letter to the FBI, and it said, 
Dear Mr. J. Edgar Hoover, this fire is too puzzling for the small town force to handle. Well, I might just be a small town sheriff, but <laughs> this is too, this is, this blows my top. That's right. You that's... gotta come in and solve this, FBI. That's what he said. Yeah. Police sent boxes of evidence to the FBI lab in D.C., including portions of the apartment rug, smoke samples, rubble from the walls and floor, and segments of the chair. FBI agents spent three weeks examining Reeser's mysterious disappearance. Finally, on August 8th, the police chief released a statement to the media calling it the most unusual case I've seen during my almost 25 years of police work in the city of St. Petersburg. FBI agents found no evidence that suggested that lightning had struck Reeser or the building. All of the fuses in the apartment were still intact, and investigators hadn't been able to detect substances that could have started the blaze. I got a theory. Yes? I theorized that God... <laughs> yeah, okay. ...set her on fire... Because she made out with her because son. Because she made out with her son. That's fair. He... he was going... He was like, let's Old Testament this bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> That's fair. And then set her on fire. He smote her. Yeah. He's like, I've done salt before. Let's do fire this time. Cool. But what about spontaneous human combustion? What about it? Well, the investigation ruled that out as well. Mm. So what did they think happened? Well, it's possible that Reeser, drowsy from the sleeping pills she took, dozed off in her chair while smoking her evening cigarette. Mm. The nightgown she was wearing at the time of her death was made of rayon acetate and could have caught fire from a cigarette ash. Reeser weighed about 170 pounds, and human fat could have fed a fire that smoldered throughout the evening, allowing hot air and smoke to rise to the top of the room. According to her daughter-in-law, Mary was a great smoker. In 1991, the daughter-in-law told St. Petersburg Times that the cigarette dropped to Reeser's lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning, the floor was cement, and the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to burn. So that's how she died. She just set herself on fire. Is that's, what, that's what they thought. That's what they think, yes. Right. Investigators decided that this kind of accidental death was the most plausible theory. But there are people who disagree. Like me. Yes. Wilton M. Krogman, an anthropologist from the University of Pennsylvania, disagrees. According to him, instead of shrinking, Reeser's skull should have exploded. From? If she had just dropped the cigarette on her. Interesting. Yes. So he says, then there was the cremation of the body. You look like you have something to say. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking about, like, do you have anything about, like, why it would have exploded? Um, I think... Well, I, I, my guess is just the way that that fire would have, mm -hmm. if she dropped it on herself, the way that the fire, because, you know, there's fire people that analyze fires. So I think his thought process is that in a fire where her nightgown's on fire, yeah, then that would cause the, the skull to explode. I see. I, I wonder if these people call themselves fire people, if that's their official title. <laughs> Hello, we are the fire people. <laughs> we, we study fires. <laughs> yeah. um, so then this Krogman, he also says uh, that the cremation of the body would have required several thousand degrees over the course of several hours. Krogman says he cannot conceive of such complete cremation without more burning in the apartment. Mm -hmm. So the problem with this theory is that, you know, 
for it to get that hot to actually like make a body reduce completely to ash, mm-hmm. it would have to burn much hotter in that space. Okay. And that like the whole room would have to be consumed. So right. his argument is that because that didn't happen, yeah. it must be spontaneous human combustion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's now been more than 70 years since Reeser's mysterious death. And to this day, no one knows for sure what has happened. Oh, we don't know if it was officially spontaneous combustion? That's correct. Hmm. So that's like, like I said, the most plausible theory is that they think that the cigarette, she dropped it on herself. We'll call it spontaneous Jesus combustion. Okay. <laughs> and we may never have answers. Fuck you. <laughs> After the FBI investigation trailed off, a portion of Reeser's ashes were buried next to her husband in Pennsylvania, while the rest stayed with her children in Florida. Reeser's family once told the St. Petersburg Times that they used to feel her presence, at least up until they got rid of her old furniture. They would say, that's grandma again. When a breeze blew by, don't worry, she's nice. <gasps> oh, granny, that they'd say as the breeze blows by. Always, always making out with your children, you you dirty dog. Now, Reeser's case isn't the only case of unexplained human combustion. Mm. So I'm going to tell you some here. In 1885, on Christmas Eve in a small farming town of Seneca, Illinois, a woman named Matilda Rooney burst into flames. Oh. She was alone in her kitchen when it happened. The fire quickly incinerated her entire body except her feet. The incident also claimed the life of her husband, Patrick, who was suffocated from the fumes in another room of the house. In this case, again, there was no source of ignition that could be found. Although the flames had been intense enough to reduce Matilda Rooney to ashes, a few fragments of bone, they had not spread to the rest of the room. So this is the key thing with spontaneous human combustion, because they're like... If a person starts on fire, they should catch the rest of the house on fire. But if it's just spontaneous human combustion, it just burns yourself, the human itself, and doesn't mm-hmm. catch anything else on fire, which is, like, strange in yeah. itself. But I do. Uh, how does how does spontaneous combustion work, though? How the fuck does it happen? Well, I kind of get into, like, okay. some theories as to okay. why they think it happens. Okay, cool, because I'm very fascinated by that. Yeah. So with Rooney here, uh, the fire seems to have started in her body and stayed confined to her body. More recently, an Irish coroner ruled that spontaneous combustion caused the 2010 death of 76-year-old Michael Ferretti, whose badly burned body was discovered near a fireplace in a room with no, with virtually no fire damage. Mm. So 2010. Wow. That was very recent. Yeah. Is that the last reported case that we know of? Uh, that I found. I mean, there yeah. could have been other ones, but right. that's the one that I found, so... Spontaneous human combustion is a mystery that shows up in literature quite often. Mm. Herman Melville and Nikolai Gogol used it to dispatch characters in their novels Redburn and Dead Souls, respectively. But the most notorious case in fiction is in Bleak House by Charles Dickens, where the sleazy alcoholic junk merchant, Mr. Crook, ends up as a heap of ashes on the floor and a dark, greasy coating on the walls and ceiling. Mm. Yes. So it was a very popular scientific belief in the Mm -hmm. Dickens era. The Danish anatomist Thomas Bartholin has been credited with writing about the first account of spontaneous human combustion. In 1663, he described how a woman in Paris went up in ashes and smoke while she was sleeping. The straw mattress on which she slept was unmarred by the fire. In 1673, a Frenchman named Jonas Dupont published a collection of spontaneous combustion cases in his work. Further descriptions of spontaneous combustion date back to the 17th century, with a large number of cases recorded in the 19th century, and then only a handful in the 20th and 21st centuries. 
Altogether, there are a few hundred recorded possible cases. During Dickens' times, the scientific support for spontaneous combustion was weaker. However, it was a widely discussed phenomenon in his time. The public largely accepted it as a reality on moral grounds. The victims were often alcoholic and overweight and more female than male, so there was a general perception that it was a kind of retribution for a debauched lifestyle. So basically what I'm saying there is um, people who lived during Charles Dickens' time fully believed that spontaneous combustion was real, but that it usually affected people who were overweight and alcoholic. And women. And people who made out with their sons. Yes. The hundreds of alleged spontaneous human combustions accounts since that time have followed a similar pattern. The victim is almost completely consumed, usually inside their home. Coroners at the scene have sometimes noted a sweet, smoky smell in the room where the incident occurred. There had also been reports made about spontaneous human combustion victims who didn't simply burst into flame. These individuals are said to have developed strange burns on their bodies with no obvious source. And not every person who supposedly caught fire has died. Some people say they've experienced spontaneous combustion and then lived to tell the tale. Now, I couldn't find any examples of that, but apparently people think that happened. Whoa. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, just spontaneous combustion fascinates me. Uh, can you imagine going through that and then... The amount of trauma you would have surviving mm. that. Yes. Just thinking, when's it going to happen again? When am I going to start on fire again? I, it's happened once. It's definitely going to happen again. Absolutely. The thought process that I think will go through your head. I agree. In 1982, a woman named Jean Lucille Safin was sitting with her elderly father at their home in Edmonton, not Edmonton, Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, in Northern London. She was Edmonton, Northern London. Oh, okay. To her parents' horror... Jean's upper body suddenly became enveloped in flames. Oh. The stove appeared to be unlit, and no smoke or fire damage could be found anywhere else in the room. Even the wooden chair that she was sitting on at the time was spared. Mr. Safin and his son-in-law managed to put out the blaze, but after a brief hospital stay, Jean died of third-degree burns. Jesus. So did she combust without warning? Believers think so. But some forensic analysis wonder if an ember from her father's pipe ignited poor Jean's clothing. So here's some science. Mm. Because, <laughs> because the human body is composed mostly of water, and its only highly flammable properties are the fat tissue and methane gas that's in our intestines, the possibility of a spontaneous human combustion being a real and true phenomenon seems remote. Many scientists dismiss this theory, arguing that an undetected flame source, such as a match or a cigarette, is the real culprit in suspected spontaneous combustion cases. Typically, deceased victims are found close to a fire source, and evidence suggests that many of them accidentally set themselves on fire while smoking or trying to light a flame. On the other hand, however, believers point to the fact that the human body has to reach a temperature of roughly 3,000 degrees in order to be reduced to ashes. Unless spontaneous human combustion was a genuine thing, it seems impossible that the furniture would not burn as well. Proposed causes of the supposed phenomenon include bacteria, so this is what, what things that they think could make a person mm -hmm. spontaneously combust. Bacteria, static electricity, obesity, stress, and most consistently, excessive consumption of alcohol. But none of these theories have been proved by science so far. One recent hypothesis came to us in August 2012 by British biologist Brian Ford, who described his experiments with combustion in a magazine called The New Scientist. 
According to Ford, a buildup of acetone in the body, which can result from alcoholism, diabetes, or a specific kind of diet, can lead to spontaneous combustion. There is something peculiar about many of the photos that document suspected spontaneous combustion victims. In a number of the shots, the corpse's torso and head are charred beyond recognition, but some extremities remain intact, with the hands, feet, and part of the legs being apparently unburned. Some claim that burning often seems to begin in the chest or stomach area, which is where that acetone was built up, leaving the grisly remains of legs and hands intact. Also, the room around the person may show minimal fire damage, though a greasy residue is sometimes left behind on furniture and walls. In truth, fires do not typically start on their own. When investigators search for a cause of fire, they don't assume that the flame ignited itself. However, many things actually can self-ignite without exposure to flames under the right circumstances, including coal dust, piles of compost, and used oily rags. Another belief popular today is that fire is sparked when methane gas produced in the gut builds up in the intestines and is ignited by enzymes in the body that speed up chemical reactions. But this begs the question as to why there are no reported instances of spontaneous combustion in cows who produce much more methane than people. Some think that the fire begins because of static electricity building up inside of the body or from an external geomagnetic, geomagnetic force. Another possible explanation is the wick effect. The wick effect. Yes. The John Wick effect. I knew you were going to make that he, joke. <laughs> so if you, uh, if you kill some uh, John Wick's dog, he'll come after you and start you on fire is what you're saying. Yes. So the wick effect is, uh, I'm going to explain it here. So just ask me if you have any questions. Okay? okay. When lit by a cigarette, smoldering embers, or another heat source, the human body acts like an inside out candle. Mm. Okay. A candle is composed of a wick on the inside surrounded by a wax made of flammable fatty acids. In a candle, the wax ignites the wick and keeps it burning. So in a human body, the wick effect, the body fat acts as a flammable substance and the victim's clothing or hair acts as the wick. As the fat melts from the heat, it soaks into the clothing and acts as a wax-like substance to keep the wick burning slowly. Scientists say this would explain why victims' bodies are destroyed, yet their surroundings are barely burned. Hmm. So basically what that means is um, the clothing that a person's wearing when they start on fire from spontaneous combustion or otherwise hmm. keeps the flames like inside them and burns the fat inside them rather than letting the flames explode outward and burn the rest and burn the rest of the room. So are they okay, when they start on fire, are they burning from the inside out? out or did they so if it's spontaneous human combustion yeah the they would say yes yeah it starts from the inside out and that could be right. from a few different things like the static electricity mm -hmm. or from the enzymes in your body that just start yeah. on fire or from a buildup of uh, methane gas that yeah. these are the theories that the people are it just are takes pondering. a whole whole new meaning to the term heartburn <laughs> yes it does yes so those are the what the believers say is mm -hmm. causing spontaneous human combustion but um other people are like no they just dropped a cigarette on themselves and right. started on fire but the wick effect so this gruesome spectacle has been produced by forensic scientist john dehan who in 1998 conducted an experiment where he wrapped a pig corpse in a blanket then lit that ablaze with some gasoline as dehan looked on the animal's body fat liquefied adding more fuel to the fire by the time he put out the flames a few hours later the slow, intense burn had converted a large percentage of the pig's flesh and bones to ash. The rest of the room suffered minimal damage, and the pig's feet remained intact. 
This is consistent with reports of spontaneous human combustion leaving disembodied feet or hands behind. Extremities don't contain as much fat as the core of the body does, so they're less likely to go up in smoke when the wick effect occurs. So when I was reading this, basically what I'm understanding is that in all of these cases where people have either spontaneously combusted or just been caught on fire by their own stupidity, the wick effect is actually a thing that exists. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of the cause of the fire, this thing happens, which is why the rest of the room doesn't burn. Interesting. I'm picturing with this wick effect that the human, when you said that they're like inside out, I was picturing their skin (laughs) flipped inside out. No. (laughs) And then just with like a candle wick on top of their head. Yeah, some okay. Sort of some fucked up shit, I tell you. You have a very vivid imagination, but that's not what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. So basically, our clothes are the wax, yeah. and our actual body is the wick in oh, this case. Okay. Yeah. And the wax, therefore, our clothing, therefore, keeps it inside us, mm-hmm. the fire inside. Right. It doesn't get out to the rest of the room. Yeah. In conclusion, no one has ever conclusively proven or disproven the existence of spontaneous human combustion. Most scientists say there are more likely explanations for what happened to those who died in the cases we talked about. Many so-called victims of spontaneous human combustion were smokers who probably died by falling asleep with a lit cigarette, cigar, or pipe. Several of them were believed to have been under the influence of alcohol or suffered from movement-restrictive disorder that prevented them from moving quickly enough to escape the fire. So, Dakota, what do you think? I think that how people said that uh, alcohol was often the case of it. I feel like this could be a great (laughs) anti-drinking ad. (laughs) If you drink alcohol, you'll start on fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Only you can prevent human fires. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. It it was uh, fairly interesting. Uh, the, The idea of someone just starting on fire is crazy mm-hmm. uh you know um you know it was a lot of uh, sciencey yeah so kinda, I, I do apologize i could yeah. have gone in a more salacious way and just told you stories of combustion no it's okay it's it's just it, i was lost a little bit like i was just kind of like yeah know, i get I, I, meandering in my head a little bit but it was still interesting. I still like the idea of spontaneous combustion. Do you think it exists? Do you I, think it's real? I do because it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, science. Do, it's cool. <laughs> do, do you? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say, right? Like, I definitely think, like, I definitely know the wick effect is true and real. But, there, you know, there's something we said, like, they they just burn on their own and like nothing else around them burns. Yeah. But what cause? And you know, they say most of these people are smokers, and you know some of them are. That's the thing, though, is like that when they say that you know, oh, it's a cigarette dropped in them. It's like a hundred and some cases or a couple hundred cases. No chance every one of them dropped a cigarette on themselves. Well, and that they were like unable to do anything about it. They yeah, were just like, like no. That I mean, because seems... I've taken two sleeping pills. Or how many did she take? Did she take two? Let me check. Yeah, she took two. So I've taken, I've taken two sleeping pills. I think if I was on fire, yeah, I could stop, drop, and roll. For sure. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So here's the thing. I want it to be real, but in reality, I don't think it is. Okay. Well, I here's where we disagree. Okay. So I'm going to give this a seven point 
seven spontaneous incest out what? of ten. <laughs> what? You're back to that, hey? Yeah. Everything, you know how they say all roads lead to Ro- Rome? Yes, that's what they say. All in jokes, Dakota's mind. In, uh, t- in Dakota's mind, all jokes lead to incest. Gross. Why did you wink at me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymancoffee.com slash the historian. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the reluctant historian at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. This dude, this dude, this dude is on fire. Oh, this like, dude, this dude. What song is We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Burn. I feel like your tone, like your notes were off a little bit there. Yeah, I don't have great uh, pitch, okay? Fuck off. We'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.